Welcome to the table where everyone is invited to take a seat. I am your host, Isaac, and today I'm in the studio with... Janny. Hi, Janny. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. So a little background on Janny. Me and Janny are in the same master's program together. Yes. We met last year. It's been a year of our friendship. How does that, like, how long has it? I don't understand how it's been a year. I feel like it's been longer. Yeah, I feel like we've gone through like at least seven years of our lives yes, together. In just a year. In just a year. But um, yeah, it's been a great time. I love Janie. And me and Janie are going to talk about stuff that's like super cool and yeah. like little pre-profession. Yeah. So yeah, Janie, you want to tell people who may or may not listen to the show about our tentative schedule? So if you're new to this podcast, we have an eating schedule that we keep here. <laughs> Um, We start with an appetizer, which is an icebreaker about whatever we feel like talking about. And then dinner is served, which is the topic of the day. And then just desserts, where we wrap up the topic of conversation and church announcements. Yes, because church announcements are my favorite thing in the whole entire world. Have you ever had like a real church announcement? I have not. Okay, so like, I don't know if this is like in black churches or not only but like they'll have like church announcements and so they'll like say what's going to happen next whenever like choir rehearsal is and all this other stuff but like for some reason in like the churches that i've been to whenever they do church announcements they like start talking like subtle shit through like the church announcements like oh my god and if you have a car that has this license plate you keep parking in the first lady's parking space <laughs> and we are over it oh my so god. i need you to move and it's like oh my, oh god. my god but i live for it every single time that's um, the best that sounds amazing so like yeah church announcements are my favorite thing of the whole entire world um why am i like this i don't know I don't know. That sounds fun. It is fun. I think that I need to go to church more just to hear people talk shit. But that's besides the point. So we're going to jump into appetizers. Mm -hmm. Um, My question for you, Janie, is do you practice self-care well? I think that this year I've been much better with self-care than any other time in my life. Um, Specifically last year, that was not my best self-care time. Yeah. Um, I remember that because I remember we were both not practicing self-care well. And we would have our little class meetings and we'd have our little circle. Yeah. <laughs> in our, like, um, practice class. And we'd all be sitting there and, like, we'd learn a topic and we'd start talking about things. It would, like, be very apparent that all of us were struggling. But we were, like, struggling in different ways. And, like, our professor, Nancy Keppel, she's amazing. Shout out to Nancy. She's the best person in the world. I love her. Facts. Only facts only. Like, like I don't know what else to, like, I can't add to that because it's the truth. Um, but, yeah. She'd be like, are you guys, like, doing well? And I'd be like, I don't know what self-care is. I think I said that, like, two times in class. I was like, what's self-care? I don't know what that means. Yeah. So, like, I don't practice self-care well. I'm doing a lot better. Um, at least trying to do a lot better, but you know, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, so my next question is, what is the best advice that you have received around self-care in your pre-profession? Well, I have practice class this last semester with Diane Bigler. Mm-hmm. Also, shout out to Diane Bigler, one of the best people in the entire world. I love her. Practice um, people, like practice class just seems like where you meet like the best professors because they like care. Yes. And they teach you how to care for other people while also caring for you. It's just, I miss practice class. Let's just say that. Yeah, I loved it. So Diane, 
the best thing that I ever heard her say was that self-care isn't just about spa days, watching TV and all of that nice extra stuff that you do for yourself. Self-care is also making sure that you're aware of the toxic relationships in your life and minimizing them, as well as making sure that you are aware of how much time you're giving to yourself to be alone and be yourself. Oh my gosh. It's internal. It's not just external. I just, I feel like my edges were snatched. I don't have that many edges to begin with, Jenny. You didn't have to do that to me. It's okay, though. Um, yeah, that's real. Like the um, dichotomy between internal and external. Because, like, when you think about self-care, a lot of the times it's like, you have to have, like, self-care breaks and do all these other things. And it's like... Expensive, number one. Like, self-care, I thought, was, like, something that I couldn't do because, like, I'm poor. And I was, like, people were, like, oh, yeah, we're having a self-care day. And I'm, like, y'all going to spas and spending all this kinds of money. I can barely afford, like, my next meal. Like, I can't even participate. Yeah. So, like, self-care to me was, like, for rich people. And then when I got to the point where I was, like, okay, I have to actually practice self-care, it was, like, I don't know how to do it because I don't know what, like, I can't deal with my internal stuff. So, like, I can't sit with myself. So, like, I don't want to do this. I'm just going to play video games and pretend like nothing's happening, which is also a form of self-care. Yeah. But, um, oh, my gosh. Y'all, I'm drinking, like, kombucha, and it's making me burp a lot, so don't judge me. But um, the best advice I ever received around self-care was not from any of my, like, classes or anything. It was actually from a podcast I was listening to. And it was like the podcast episode was them talking about doing self-care. Yeah. And somebody in, like wrote into the podcast and was like, the best advice I've ever heard was when somebody told me self-care is not about like s- puppies and rainbows and making things better. Um, self-care is about making things less shitty. And I was like, oh, Okay, like I get it now. So like self-care is like making sure I brush my teeth every morning. Self-care is making sure I wash my face. Mm -hmm. Self-care is making sure I eat three meals a day. Like self-care is making sure that like I actually like like leave my work at work. So like self-care was stuff I was already doing. It was just like not something that I thought I was like it was self-care because it wasn't anything that I didn't already expect myself to do. So like self-care is also just doing what you expect yourself to do. So that was really good advice. Um, But yeah, anything else around self-care you want to talk about before we get into really talking about (laughs) self-care? I mean, um, I guess like the most important thing about self-care is something that um, I learned last year Mm -hmm. is like you cannot just not do it like I like what happened to me by the end of the last semester for last year was so I had all these activities oh that's another thing my self-care is saying no yeah (laughs) I'm really I'm doing that a lot in 2018 is just being like nah can't do it yeah like why can't you do it because I can't exactly because last year I got so committed to things that by the last semester I literally quit all my jobs finished school, turned everything off, and I was just like, I I can't. I just malfunctioned and died, and that's not what you want. So, I don't uh, think anybody wants to get to that yeah, point. Nobody wants to quit all their jobs. Right, because you have to have jobs to live. Exactly. <laughs> Supposedly in a capitalistic society that we choose to continue to adhere to because there's no other option. Why am I so upset about capitalism? I don't, I don't know. I don't either. 
Yes, I do. I know why. Because okay. it's horrible. All but right. it's not the point. Anyway, we're going to take a break. And we'll be right back. So, we're on a break. But we have things to do on break. So, what are we doing, Janie? So, I'm going to be reading 25 Savage Things That'll Make You Laugh. Okay. How does that sound? I'm, I'm ready. Let's All do right. it. So, it says... So this is a set of two DVDs at okay. a store. Okay. And the one on the left says, where was God? Oh. And the one on the right says, killing Jesus. Uh-huh. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait. <laughs> They're not wrong. <laughs> no. I like it. Continue. Okay. That was a lot. Oh, gosh. The next one says, it's a iPhone conversation between two people. Hey, what are you doing? Texting the most beautiful girl in the world. Oh, how cute. Yeah, but she's not replying, so I'm just texting you. Wait. Oh. Wait. (laughs) I just thought about how upset I would be. (laughs) I just... Dang. That poor girl. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay. This is a letter of recommendation what? from a school district, um, from a high school, written okay. by a teacher okay. about their student. Oh, God. April 20th, 2016. It's the 20th of April. To whom it may concern. Oh, my gosh. Jack is an adequate student. Sincerely, blank. Are you serious? That's it. That's all. Are you serious? That's so fucked up. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Why did she do that? (laughs) I just, okay. Okay. All right. Whatever. This is a sign at a bar. Congratulations. Babies are truly miracles. When they're born, their feet are so tiny. Yet, they can somehow step all over your hopes and dreams. Oh. Damn, that's why I'm not having kids. <laughs> oh, that's rough. I can't. These are too funny. Oh my gosh. Wait, is this from Tom? Does that say Tom from like MySpace Tom? Was Tom from MySpace? It says at MySpace Tom. <laughs> I can't. I'm dead. Okay, this I don't. I didn't even read this yet. So Tom says, people keep asking, so I'll say it. Fear over Instagram's terms. Change is ridiculous. Get real, folks. And then Polo says, Tom says, the guy's what? What? I'm, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> Jenny was like, I'm not doing this any longer. That grammar. <laughs> oh, man. Wait. Okay. No. I don't want to do this one. That's really sad. No, okay, next one. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. This girl's name is Megan Finger. And it says, thank you, Central, for my awesome email address and username. Like, really? And then it's it's a school that automatically created her email out of her name. Oh, God. And it's Finger Me. Finger Me at CWU.edu. I kind of want to send her an email and say I'm so sorry. I wonder if it's still active. I might actually do that. I wonder if she'll get it. 
I wonder too. I wonder if I like send it and be like, can you please listen to my podcast? And then maybe she can come on my podcast. What if she's like, stop harassing me? Uh... <laughs> like everybody else <laughs> <in> this post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're probably like, girl, why is your life like this? And she's like, uh, okay, one more, Janie. Okay. Let's do this. Last one. Hmm. Oh, is this Wendy's? Wendy's Twitter account is hilarious. They do not care. They just don't care. Oh, shoot. Okay. This girl named Brittany tweets at Wendy's and then she says, what are you firing back? And it's a post of Burger King saying five for four dollars because five is better than four. Oh, because Wendy's four for four. Yes. Okay. And then Wendy says edible food. Oh, ain't that the tea? <laughs> ain't that the tea? You know what? That's why I mess with Wendy's. I just, I love me some Wendy's. That was the best. I loved uh, it. I just, ugh. Uh. Anyway, if you want more fun games and questions, you can definitely go check out Patreon slash the underscore table underscore pod for more content like this and other things like special merchandise. Anyway, you know, I have to like shamelessly plug myself constantly. Sorry, Janny. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> anyway. We're fine. Let's get back to the show. So, for Dinner is Served, we're talking about some self-care goals that we're going to do in 2018. Um, so basically, if you don't know what self-care is, there are a number of self-care requisites a- applicable to all humans across all ages and necessary to fundamental human needs. For example, as humans, we need to take, need to intake or breathe. We just need to breathe. I'm not I'm not doing this. I'm literally can't do this anymore. We need to breathe, we need to eat and we need to drink water. Like we have to do that to yeah. be sur- like survive. And like if we don't do that, we die. And that's just how that works. So um there must be a balance between rest and activity as well as between solitude and social activities. So like basically self-care is balancing out your life to make sure that you do all the things that you need to do to survive. And like those are basic necessities, not like whatever else we have going on. Like, you don't need to go on a spa day to have self-care. Like, that's extra. You just need to eat some food, maybe drink some water, and take a nap. And that's self-care. But also, like, self-care can be those kinds of privileged things that we choose to take time for because you are taking time for yourself, which is one of the components of self-care. So self-care is different for each and every person. And, like, being elitist with self-care is kind of like a problem that I have, but we can get into that later. Um, so, Jenny, what happens and like, what's like, where did self-care start? Like, what is self-care like really about? Or who figured out what self-care was? Because I don't know. Yeah. So in healthcare, self-care is any necessary human regulatory function, which is under individual control. That is deliberate and self-initiated. <laughs> I hate this. So, anyway. <laughs> so self-care is essentially in the primary combatant of the day-to-day bullshit that we experience in our lives. Based on our decisions to basically self-care or not, we manage our life for the betterment of our self-preservation. I think I wrote that. Yeah. Did I did. write that? Yeah, you did. I'm very proud of that. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like an essay. No, right? But like, there's day to day bullshit inside of that essay. I know. So like, I'm really clearly somebody else didn't write that. Yeah, clearly I had to write that because I was like, day to day bullshit. Why would somebody write that on like 
a like website. And I was like, oh, that was me. <laughs> I hate myself. Anyway, so basically, I will admit now, like, I am the worst self-care person. At least, like, in my opinion, and, like, taking time for myself or, like, leaving my work at home, like, at work and, like, separating my life out and, like, not constantly, like, living in the, like, bullshit, I guess. Yeah. So, like, I need this more than anybody else does. At least, like, when it comes to, like, being very deliberate and being a self-care connoisseur. Self-care connoisseur. Trademark. TM. TM. Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Um, So, for me, um, self-care has always been, like, something that I have had to be very deliberate about. And I'm not really good at it. I don't know if that's the same for you, Janny. Can you tell me more about, like, your self-care practices in the last year or in your whole entire life? We can go to, like, when you were five and, like, self-care wasn't a thing that you knew, but you knew that, like, nap time was important. Well, I can't go far. I mean, back that far because I probably had nothing to self care about, to be <laughs> <Right>. honest. <laughs> but, um, like, for example, something that I've changed between last year and this year um, in order to prevent the thing that happened last semester, or, well, last year's last semester. Um, <laughs> you know, when the semester to semester stuff is such bullshit, and yeah. like you, it just runs together. Yeah, it but does. But anyway. But yeah, so like last year, what I was doing was every single time somebody had an opportunity that I was like, oh, this would be great for my resume Mm -hmm. or, oh, this would be great um, so that I could, I don't know, apply for something and they see whatever. Anyway, so I just say yes to anything like, oh, do you want to do this presentation? Sure. Do you want to join this group? Sure. Do you want to be in this board? Sure. And obviously that ended really badly. This year, I've really focused on incorporating time in my week that allows me to literally do whatever the hell I want. Yeah. That includes like making plans with friends because making plans with friends for me, like as much as you would think that that's like self-care, that's freaking work. Right. Like <laughs> I love you guys, but I need time to myself and I need time to like where I choose to be with certain people so like if somebody's saying hey Jenny let's like let's go to Kansas City and go to the bar to play some board games which is what my friends do every Mm -hmm. Wednesday apparently I didn't know about that but (laughs) (laughs) they invited me and I was like oh yeah I'll go don't worry about it and then like Wednesday comes and I'm freaking tired I'm not going like I love you (coughs) dying okay I love you guys, but I'm not going. And it's because I can't drive to Kansas City. Right, one. Like, it it makes me anxious to drive on the highway, so I'm not going to make myself anxious to get somewhere that, um, like, if you guys, like, lived in town and, like, hung out in town, Mm -hmm. um, like, in Johnson County, for example, like, I'll totally go because I'm not driving on the highway to get to you, and it's not Mm -hmm. causing me extra grief when I work the next morning. Right. I think... I think I was, like, also in the same vein, but it was more of, like, I worked with children. Yeah. And, like, oh, going out the night before no. and then going to work with children no. was not a positive choice. No. Like, I <laughs> literally was just, like, yeah, like, everything's going to be fine. I'm going to be able to live my best life and, like, go through all of this stuff. I was dying slowly. Oh, Like, yeah. I was just, like, they would start yelling. I remember one time I took a nap inside of our little, like, staff area, like, on the floor. Because I was so tired from going out from the night before. And, like, I didn't realize that that was a component of self-care that I wasn't practicing until, 
like recently because self-care for me i define it as last year was like spending time with people and going out and living my best life well like living your best life can also be detrimental to your care and i didn't recognize that until recently yeah so like i guess like self-care like it has evolved in a way for me where it's like last night I had a chance to go like out with people and I was like, I'm going to lay on my couch and watch the legends of Korra and like play games on my phone and nobody's going to tell me anything about it. Like, yeah. I'm just not going to do it because I have things to do tomorrow. So like self-care is fascinating. It's just like one of the, one of the like fascinating things in the world that I just don't, really have a grasp on and I don't feel like anybody can answer those questions for me. Yeah, self-care is definitely different for everybody and also different for every different part of our lives. Mm -hmm. Because um, like self-care now for me is going to be different than self-care for me when I'm actually a professional. Mm -hmm. Like it's like I'm not going to have school. I'm not going to have like random weird obligations right. that come with being in school. Yeah. And so I'm definitely going to have more time open, but it also means that I'm going to have more responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so my self-care would probably look a little bit different. Right. I think like especially having a job and then having like a salary. Yeah. <laughs> like I like I can look at the stuff that people are doing for self-care and like I probably will have a different perspective on like going to the spa and having spa days for self-care because oh, I'll have a salary yeah. to actually do it. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, girl, I'm going to the spa, too. Let's go together. But um, that's, like, something that comes with, like, the process, I guess. I don't really know because I don't know if I'm actually going to spend my money on a spa either. I'm not going to. I don't think that's so. A waste <laughs> like, of money. I just don't think I'm that person. <laughs> that's a waste of my money. Right. But, I'll, I'll um, have, like, a massage, like, once a year. Once, yeah, like, making sure my back is aligned right, like, just so I can walk. Right. But that's about it. Um, but also in that same vein, like we're talking a lot or we're tapping kind of into like classism when it comes to self-care. Mm -hmm. But like intersectionality within the self-care process is a very huge thing that I feel like a lot of people don't talk about. Yeah. Um, so that can be race, um, class, sexuality, um, gender identity, any of those things, because um, a lot of people do not have access to self-care practices in the way that we define self-care in like social work settings or like healthcare settings. So like as a person of color or whatever identity you feel like sharing today, like how does self-care show up for you that you feel is different than what the like literature is talking about self-care? Well, this one is a little bit difficult to answer because um I don't really think about it, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, but if I were to think about it in this very moment mm -hmm. and kind of pull off the top of my head, I definitely can tell that because I was raised Asian mm -hmm. with Asian values, um, collectivism is a thing. Right, right. And I live in a individualism society. Mm -hmm. So just like knowing... Like 99% of my friends or well, maybe 95% of my friends all are individualized or individualism type mindset. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's just very, um, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like very isolating in a way. Okay. Like if I'm going to go and complain about this and that about like how I have an obligation to my parents or whatever else, um, they don't understand so like their response is like oh well 
you don't have to do that. You don't have to do ABC, but it's like, but yes, you, you do. don't understand <laughs> because in my, in my culture, in my society, in my core values, in my, like, just like my life in general and my soul, like you don't understand what it means when I say I have to do it because you don't have those values. Right. It's like, it's like I'm trying to be, it's like I'm trying to separate from my values, but because they're my values, I can't separate from exactly. them. And then I have somebody telling me that I should. And it's mm-hmm. like, bitch, you don't know what the fuck you're talking <laughs> right. about. Like, stop trying to tell me. Like, I know you're trying to be nice and you're trying to validate me, but you're not validating me the yeah, right way. That is something that I have dealt with for a very long time in a lot of different areas. Um, but specifically when I was going through a lot of stuff last semester, like so many people were like, Isaac, you need to be jealous. You need to care about yourself right now. You need to take time for yourself. You need to take time off for yourself. And I was like, we don't have that option. That's not an option I have. As a black person who grew up historically poor, me not making it is me losing everything. Right. Like, I don't get a makeup time. Like, right. I have a very strict, like, strategic plan. And if I don't do it in this confined, like, space, I'm not going to make it. Yeah, I'm going to be shittier than I am now. Right. It's like... <laughs> I don't get to like I don't get the luxury of taking breaks because I'm on a constraint time frame for like scholarships or stuff like that. Right. I have to do things in like this kind of time frame. It's like, but you can take a break. Like people have like all these other options. Like I can't take an incomplete in a class because if I take an incomplete, my funding disappears. Like there's so many different things that I can't explain to people because I understand like for them that was their reality and that's how they get to like push through stuff. But like my intersections and where I'm at, I'm like I can't do that. Yeah. I don't have the luxury to do that because I don't have the luxury to fail right um and that's not something that like is something that is um a cognitive dissonance that i created because somebody said that it was a cognitive dissonance that i created and i was like maybe it is and i like sat there and processed and i was like no No, it's it's not not. (laughs) i'm like no it's not it's actually not a cognitive dissonance that i have created like this is my reality and this is how these things have to go through but um that also goes with a lot of my identities like I know the way that I show up and the way that I do my work is so different than a lot of people. So whenever I am working with somebody who is a client who looks just like me and has like the same background as I do, I take it a lot more personal. And Mm -hmm. so when I take it a lot more personal, I hold on to it when I leave work. I'm like, that could be me. Like I could be in that same exact situation, but I'm not because of this, this and this reason and because of this, this and this privilege. And like it's very humbling. But at the same time, I'm like, I have to empower this person to be where I'm at, which Mm -hmm. is like kind of the savior complex kind of thing that I'm working through. Right. Because it's like I'm trying to save myself. But at the same time, like it's myself and another individual. So I have to recognize that. Mm -hmm. But I'm doing a lot better about it in 2018, 2017. I was not. But um but it's one of those things where I like feel obligated because of that collective mindset mm-hmm. that I was raised in also um, because being in a black family is very similar. Like just being in a POC family yeah. is very similar of like collectivism within yeah. that community. Like you do good for others. Exactly. In your com- like it doesn't matter that you have to sacrifice for the greater good, the greater good being your family unit or your community unit. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, for example, like I'm not, when I first went to college, I didn't go to college for myself. Right. I went to college for my parents. And that's kind of just the basics of it all that nobody will ever understand. It's like, exactly. why would you go to college for your parents? It's like, well, because that motivates me much more than it motivates me to go just for go. myself. Right. Right. Like, I'm not going, 
I'm not going to get a degree so that I can feed myself. I'm going to get a degree so I can feed my parents exactly. and buy my parents a house. Like that is so much more motivating to me than saying like, I'm going to go make some money for myself. Like I'm, I could live off of nothing. Right. I'm living off of nothing right now. It's not ideal, but, but. <laughs> like if I was to be lazy one day or having like a severe bout of depression, for example, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get myself through it. Thinking of my parents not having a house is going to get myself through right. it. Like that's where the differences between um, like uh, Western values versus Eastern values mm-hmm. are. Is like this is going to motivate me, whereas like that is going to motivate like somebody else. That's amazing. I never thought about it in like the Western values versus Eastern values con- like concept because like I was raised a lot in whiteness so a lot of the stuff was like very individual individualistic Mm -hmm. and then when I got into like um activism spaces and learning about activism in a way all of it was so collectivism Mm -hmm. that I was like no this is the only way to operate like this is the only way that we can beat like the system we have to be collective and work in a collectivism like space to make sure that we're doing everything that we're doing is for somebody else who doesn't look like us or is like at a certain point is like at a different point than us but yeah so like it's like white feminism versus like intersectional feminism exactly and so like self-care is like white self-care and intersectional self-care and like it's very much different and it looks a lot different because a lot of the time that i do self-care i'm doing it in community right with a whole bunch of people are like i'm doing it in a way that is very much not for only me like if i'm doing self-care with my mom like we're going to a movie, but we're going to a movie with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like nobody gets left out of this like circle. Like I can't do much individ- individually. And then if I'm processing stuff, like it's it's been so hard for me to just learn how to process stuff on my own because yeah. I've always had somebody to sit there and be like asking me more questions or like making me drive home this like idea of like, is this really self-care? Or, like what are you like not doing that's actually what you need to be doing? Yeah. So I don't know. It's fascinating. Yeah. That was a good that's a good conversation. I like that. That was good. I didn't think we were gonna go there, but we did. I love it. Yeah. I just like you being here, Janie. It makes Thank me happy. You. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's take one more break and then we are gonna wrap up. Okay. Cool. Okay, and we're back. So, Janie. Give me three things that you will add to your self-care routine in 2018. Well, I'm going to, one, schedule time with friends and put it on my calendar so I don't miss it. Because huh. I am notorious for scheduling time with friends and then missing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's and then funny. also putting it on my calendar so that I can prepare ahead of time emotionally and mentally. Because... Yeah. Um, by nature, I am an introvert. Mm-hmm. So when people randomly make plans with me, like, I don't know, like at midnight for the next day, I'm like, oh, God, I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be there. But I'll say yes. I'll yeah. say yes. And then I'll like show up and I'll be like, I feel like I feel uncomfortable because right. I didn't prepare for this. Um, number two, go to sleep before midnight because I am literally trash the next day right. if I don't like. I remember there was a time in my life where I actually did healthy things and I need to go back there because my mental state was like equivalent to my health. Okay. So like I was eating every two hours small meals. Mm-hmm. So instead of just like eating three plates of food at dinner, that <laughs> Look, <laughs> like, get it where you it can get it feels so in. much better though. Um, and sleeping before midnight is like important because I wake up the next morning 
like throwing myself out of my house right. and I don't look and I don't feel good. Um, and then the last thing, processing and letting go of negative events and negativity in general. Okay. And then also reveling in positive events and positivity in general. That is amazing. This comes from positive psychology. Mm -hmm. I took a positive psychology class in my undergrad and um, he talked about how like we don't take the time to actually like sit and experience and re-experience and repeat our positivity that happened. Yeah. And it's like um it's like equivalent to a gratitude journal. Okay. But it like instead of waiting until later to write about it, which I mean that's good too. Mm -hmm. But also like when it happens, like sharing it with your friends and reliving it and remembering it and just like sitting in it for a while it allows you to really fully reap the benefit of the positivity. Okay, cool. And then, like, instead of, like, when you read a negative article, for example, instead of sitting in it and sharing it with others and, like, really thinking about it and bathing it, like, yeah. just process it with somebody and let it go. Mm -hmm. Because I found myself this last year, 2017, sitting in negativity and then just acknowledging positivity. And, like, yeah. it's kind of imbalanced. Yo, that's wild. Cause I feel like that's like a common practice. Cause I it feel is. like I do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna take that one as long along with the three that I'm about to tell you. But okay. that's also one that I'm going to borrow. Yeah. Cause that's like dope. Um. So for me, the first one is saying no, because like I said in an earlier podcast episode, I was talking about how. By saying no, I'm saying yes to myself. And a lot of the times I like just don't say yes to myself. Like Isaac's going through like problems and he's sick and he wants to like like wants to like take a nap and not deal with anything all day. No, we're gonna like go eat and like hang out with friends and like make it work for other people. But like that's not what I should be doing. I should actually care about myself. Um yeah. so I'm gonna do that. Um that's self-care. And then two, I'm going to eat more meals that are un, like not unique no yeah like that are not unique so like every time i eat it's not a special event for me because like definitely in this last semester i like every time i ate something it was like really hard for me i just like struggled with a lot of stuff when it comes to my eating which i might talk about later in my life but like not right now so like now whenever i eat um I have to eat like mundane things to like be like, okay, it's not that big of a deal. Like you're just eating because it has to be something that like is mundane for me. I don't know why, but that's like my self care at the moment. Mm -hmm. And then three is reading for fun. Yeah. Reading for fun is like a dope thing. And like right now I'm only reading comic books Ooh. because like, who's going to stop me? <laughs> like no what one. Comic books. So right now, one, I finished Black, which is, um, there's separate comic books, but it has a whole entire volume one book set that you can buy um, online. There, It's an amazing comic book about, um, like, this world where only black people have superpowers, but, oh. like, um, it's only 5% of the black population have superpowers. And this 5% that, like, realize they have superpowers are dangerous to whiteness. And then so, therefore, white people are trying to eradicate these black people who have superpowers, oh. a.k.a. police brutality. Oh, so, shit. like, the in, like 
the implications of the book itself are amazing and then also the commentary that's within it it has a lot of stuff that has been said in society towards black people that this white person has been saying this white like over elitist powerful man was like saying but it wasn't like kkk members like quotes it was like regular quotes that were used in society by people who were like at like the pioneer front of like white people accepting like anti-racist like work so it's like this is wild this is like a very good book it's a very good comic book that's my fave um i read march which is a comic book written by john lewis the um is he a what is he a senator i don't know names (laughs) okay so like john lewis is like this um prestigious like black man who works in dc in the white house well in the congress whatever those things are called you know i don't care that much one of those things one of those things and he's amazing but he marched with martin luther king um and so he has a comic book called march that literally recaps the periods of time where he was marching and doing sit-ins and stuff like that and he like processes through it while he's also going through stuff that happened in like 2015 um And so he's doing all of this work in this comic book, but it's like just recapping like history in a very interesting way that a lot of people, it's like really accessible is like what I live for. And so like I read book one, but I think there's like five of them. So they're already out and they're all available on Amazon. Black, I believe is um, available through the writer's website. I'll probably put it in the description below along with all the rest of the stuff. Um, And then the third one I'm reading right now is called Moonshot. It was a Kickstarter campaign um, ran by indigenous people and um, aboriginal people to get their comic book stories put into one collection. Mm. So it's a whole bunch of collection like like aboriginal stories and indigenous stories turn into comic books all in one comic book, all in one place. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I gave to the Kickstarter in 2010 when I was still in high school. Like, yeah, still in high school. Yeah. And I thought that it was never going to get off the ground because I was, like, in love with it. Yeah. And I just found it. Like, Aaron found it too for me when I was at game night, and I had, like, a full mental breakdown. Like, I was crying in game night. I cry a lot in game night. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I'm not really sure. Powerful, powerful comics out there. Right. There are really good comic books out there, and, like, you don't you get to enjoy stuff because, like, recently I had this, well, I listened to a conversation in a Starbucks where... This group of white people were talking about Get Out. And they were talking about they wanted to watch a film and enjoy it, not have to think about it. And there's a thing where you can enjoy things and think about them at the same time. Excuse me? Right. I was irritated. <laughs> but I got over it. I processed Watch the a different movie then. Yeah. Like, if you didn't want, like, if you... I understand that, like, everybody was ranting and raving about it, about how great the movie was. But if you realize that the movie was about, like racial like climates and like racism and the way that it shows up in like white suburban like neighborhoods if you knew the context why did you go and watch it literally like go freaking watch a disney movie right go freaking watch a rom-com like Like, you should have known better but like the thing is like i'm really fascinated by pieces of work that are written by groups of people who want to tell their own stories rather than being like a diversity like like piece yeah. Like a lot of the times, like anytime you see a person of color or like uh, somebody like somebody with a different sexuality or than the norm or like a different gender than the norm, they're like a token and they don't really get to tell their real stories. That is, re- I, oh my God, I just, 
I love that. Yeah, I love so. being able, I love things like Get Out. I need more. Yeah, and I mean, there's probably going to be more because they didn't realize how much money they got through Get Like Get Out made so much money. So now they know that it's a capital like is a capitalizing market, and since we live in capitalism, um, they'll probably make more. But like, yes. so these are the kinds of things that I enjoy to read and watch. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like. same. Like I, I freaking. I just want more substance. Right. Like, I can't watch things anymore that have no substance unless I'm doing it for the purpose of having no substance. Like, I right. heard Black Mirror is good. I haven't watched it yet. I don't Black plan Mirror, on it. It's a lot. It's a lot. I don't plan on it right now because I'm in a good mental space and I don't want to fuck it up. And that's my self-care. Yeah, yeah. But, like, when I'm in that space where I'm ready for it, I want it. Like, I want mm-hmm. to think. I want to have to, like... I don't okay. Shout out to Mr. Robot, best show on earth. Mr. You need Robot's to watch it. I've watched some of it. Have you watched mm-hmm. season three? No, oh, I've only watched shit, the first dude. season of Mr. Robot. This shit is fucking awesome. I love this show. I need more. I need eight <laughs> seasons. Like all these shows are getting eight seasons that like are mediocre. I need Mr. Robot to have eight seasons. I fucking love this show. So anybody who watches Mr. Robot. And are in the same headspace as Jenny. Pour money into it. Pour money. <laughs> Just into kidding. It. Give them all of your money, because <laughs> obviously Jenny needs eight seasons, and I need to get to season three so I can also be like, give me eight seasons. But yes, um, so that wraps up the show. As thank you so much for being here, Jenny. Like literally, I've been waiting for this for a while. It's been a moment. I was like, when can I squeeze Jenny? And it's gonna be a great time. We're gonna have a good time. I literally told you like, wait, were you were you one of the original people I was talking to about having? I was one of the pioneers, quote unquote. (laughs) Yes, of me like being like, I want to start a podcast, and it was like it was like and Jenny, Lucy, and Galal. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, everybody's going to be on a podcast and we're going to talk about social work. And look at me, not talking about social work, but kind of talking about social work. But we are. Always. Social work is everywhere, supposedly, I guess. But yes, thank you for being here. You're welcome. I loved it. Yes, it was a great time. You should come back one day. Yeah, I will. Okay. (laughs) You were like, I will. I will be here. (laughs) It's it's not a question anymore. I'm going to be here. I love it. I'm inserting myself into another podcast. Okay, great. It'll happen. Like, there's space. There's space for everyone. Yep, yep, yep. But anyway, before I, like, shut this whole entire thing down, I have to mention all the, like, social medias and, like, Patreon stuff. So, I need money to pay my guests for coming on my show. So, I have this thing called a Patreon. And it's like super dope where you get exclusive content from me and other people at the table podcast and you pay monthly subscriptions to that content, which will go directly back into the table podcast, which I think is awesome. And it gives us more room to do more work and also pay people for their labor and time because their time and labor is important and should be paid for. Um, So the Patreon is the same thing as all the social media accounts, which is the, well, the website is patreon.com slash, um, is it slash or back, backslash? Should I specify that? Everybody understands which slash, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, so patreon.com slash the underscore table underscore pod. And it'll take you to the Patreon account, which the underscore table underscore pod is also all the social media accounts. So if you want to engage with whoever is running the social media account, because nobody really knows who that is, um, 
You can. That'll be a great time. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. Yeah. I'm still working on updating access to the podcast, but I'm learning how to transcribe it quickly. So that's fine. But um, yeah. Other than that, do you have any events or anything that's going on that you're like super excited about and want to tell the world, a.k.a. the people who listen to this podcast? Nope. <laughs> okay. I've gotten recently into uh, Dungeons and Dragons. What? Oh my gosh, yes, board games. Okay, tell me more. Uh, I don't know how to tell you more. I just got into it. Do you have like... Like I, do you I play? Watch, yeah, I have a character <gasps> and all of that. Oh my gosh, who do you play with? Who's your like people? My peeps. <laughs> it's my friend group from undergrad okay. that I met here at KU. Awesome. Um, and a little bit of like, it's like a sprinkle here, sprinkle there. <laughs> some people from KU, some people that um, arrived along the way. But my um, my friend group. I guess they started doing it, mm-hmm. and I just jumped in one day oh my with gosh, my it. boyfriend. He he got me into it pretty much. I just like showed up and I watched them play like one round, which lasted until three a.m. We right, started it's not at, a yeah. like it's not a short game. Yeah, like, we started at nine and it lasted till three a.m. and I ended up falling asleep for like two hours of it. But like when I watched it, I was like, oh shit. This looks fucking fun. It's fun and complicated, and it gives you, like, this, like, other world to, like, dive into for, like, five full hours. Yeah, and then um, the next time we went, I think we do it every Fridays now, but Mm -hmm. um, the next time I went to it, I was supposed to be introduced into the game, but... It just the battle took so long that it was too late to like insert me into the game. So I'm right. playing this coming Friday, and I'm, I'm so actually excited. a part of it this time. <laughs> okay, let me know. Keep me updated. I'll keep everybody on the who listens to the podcast updated on Janie's adventure through Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Like I feel like everybody should be like. I legitimately into did that. not think that I would be into it, but the <laughs> shit like I'm bringing back my middle school days when exactly. I used to play RPGs. Yes, I love it. Oh, my gosh, I'm so happy. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Oh, my gosh. Well, anyway, thank you all for listening. We will see you next time. Bye.